Have you ever been excited about something and your spouse just wasn't feeling it? <laughs> well, he, I think he thought, I mean, he always knew I was into numbers. So I was, I've always been pretty savvy with my finances. Now I've, I, I haven't always done things perfectly, but he, he's known this about me. So when I came home, I mean, at first, when I started to read the blogs, I did start sending him things. So he kind of knew where I was going. He kind of he started sending him articles and I started like mentioning things to him like, wow, wouldn't it be cool if we were able to retire early or if, you know, if I didn't have this long commute and I can be around for the boys a little bit more. And so he kind of saw this, I think, coming to like head. So how do you bring your spouse on board with money and not have it turn into a fight? Find out how in today's episode. Welcome to the Couple Money Podcast, the show where we share stories and advice on building your marriage and wealth together. I'm El Martinez. Support for this podcast comes from Jumpstart Your Marriage and Your Money Course. This self-paced class is designed to help you two get on the same page with money, dump your debt faster, and build wealth as a team. Sign up for the course and get lifetime access today. Just head over to couplemoney.com slash jumpstart. Wouldn't it be fantastic if the two of you were on the same page? I know there are certainly days I wish that with my husband especially when we were trying to figure out our finances. Tell me if this sounds familiar. You're reading some personal finance site books or maybe a podcast like this one and you're looking at the numbers and you see you guys are making pretty decent income but it seems like you're not getting anywhere and it's frustrating. There's still debts to pay. You're not making the progress you want to with investing and you just want to do something different. And so you run the numbers. And yes, there's going to be some changes. But you see a path forward. You can get out of debt. You can save more or just invest towards a retirement. Maybe even retire early. But there's just one problem. It's not just about you. You're in this together with your spouse. And you're not quite sure how to get them on board. As you heard at the top of the show. Today's guest, Journey to Launch founder, Jamila Souffrant, has been down this path with her husband, Woody. In this episode, we get into how they first handled their money and pay down debt, how she discovered financial independence, and how she won him over to her plan. And then how they work together now with money and created a system that respects both their styles. And what I love about Jamila's story is not only are they working together with financial independence, I think that's great, but the two of them are respecting each other in their own style and they've made compromises that don't feel like sacrifices. They feel like they're on the same team. But when they started, as with most couples, Jamila and her husband Woody had different takes on money based on how they grew up. So I definitely wasn't necessarily frugal, frugal, but I always saved money. So as an intern in college, I had a well-paying internship. I saved like 90% of my check. And I've always just had that mentality coming here, being raised by a single mom, an immigrant. I just, I understood the value of money at a very early age that maybe I didn't, I didn't understand the investing part of it, but I understood the saving part of it. So I would say I was good with that. And her husband 
was less inclined to naturally follow a budget. He's not as money conscious as me, meaning he doesn't, if we didn't have a budget, he probably would spend a little bit more. And he does sometimes spend a little bit more that like, if he goes to the store, he's like the husband that comes back with like too many things. I'm just like, wait, like, what did you do? But he like, he won't necessarily then, you know, go out and just spend obliviously on like overspend too much. So I'd say that he also was raised by immigrant um, parents. So I don't know if that helped. Um, So he's Haitian and I'm Jamaican. So both our families are from the Caribbean and both didn't have much when they came. And I know like I saw my mom and my grandmom work for everything they had. I know his parents worked really hard to buy their own house in Brooklyn. And so maybe maybe because of that, he's just he's just always been just, you know, simple and also very conscious of spending. But he definitely did not grow up like privileged or like really understanding like money in that way I think partnering like with me helps because I like we talk we have these conversations and anything I'm learning I try to pass on to him but he's not into the numbers the way I am one thing they agreed on fairly early was keeping debt to a minimum when I started journey to launch we didn't have any debt and sometimes I forget about how much debt we actually had and we did we had some debt so I had credit card debt. Um, and he had, he, luckily for him, he went to school on a scholarship. So he graduated with like minimum debt. It wasn't that much. And then because he was a teacher, he, I I think some of his loans got forgiven. But when we came, when we, like when we came together and we dated for like a long time throughout college, we started. So it's not like I met him in his late twenties and he had, you know, lived his life and accumulated all like these things. We met pretty young and kind of grew together so probably having a more like finance aware girlfriend at the time helped him not spend too much. But yeah, he didn't he wasn't crazy into debt. And um, but we still over the years had like accumulated some debt, but we managed to pay it off. Their only debt right now is their mortgage. So these two are doing pretty well. But Jamila saw an opportunity for more. And it wasn't until I was like in my early 30s. And by then now, like I started, to, I got, I had, I've gotten married by then. I think I was pregnant. I was pregnant with my first son and I had a long commute. I mean, I still have a long commute. And I remember one day it took me like four hours to get home. So typically it's like a, yeah, it's, it's crazy. And I was pregnant and usually it takes like an hour and a half. So it's not ever short. So, but the fact it took me that long and I was pregnant, I just, it, like I had a breakdown and I just said, I can't do this. Obviously, like I can like live closer to my job or get a job that's not as far and maybe that would help. But it it wasn't just about the commute. It was just about I just felt like I was like living a life that was not me. As per her style, she began researching and running the numbers. So once I realized that I had to figure something out, I started to just listen to podcasts and read blogs. And I discovered this financial independent movement and people retiring early. And I said to myself, wait a second, like if they can figure out a way to do this, I have to be able to figure this out too. And so I went, I looked at our income, I looked at our expenses and I figured out a way that if we were to aggressively save and invest, like how long it would take us to get to the point where I would no longer have to work. And we would essentially be able to live off my husband's income and then any investments if we needed to draw down on them. She was definitely pumped up and ready to go. Her husband's take, though, uh, Woody wasn't so enthusiastic. 
<laughs> well, he, I think he thought, I mean, he always knew I was into numbers. So I was, I've always been pretty savvy with my finances. Now, I've, I, I haven't always done things perfectly, but he, he's known this about me. So when I came home, I mean, at first, when I started to read the blogs, I did start sending him things. So he kind of knew where I was going. He kind of, I started sending him articles and I started like mentioning things to him like, wow, wouldn't it be cool if we were able to retire early or if, you know, if I didn't have this long commute and I can be around for the boys a little bit more. And so he kind of saw this, I think, coming to like head. And so when I came home and I told him, I think I texted him first. I said to him, you know, if we were able to save this much, you know, we, we would be able to have this much like in X amount of years. I heard the story about Ed, the millionaire educator, and he had said he started investing in 457 plans and that him and his wife on teacher salaries were like saving hundreds, like a, like over $100,000. So my husband is a teacher and I said to myself, wait, if he has access to a 457 also in addition to his 403B slash TDA plan, like we can even like accelerate the savings even more. So like I came home and I told him like, look, you need to see, like we need to find out if you have a 457 plan available to you. And if we do, we need to see how much we can put into that. So what would you do in that situation? Let's start with Woody. If your husband or wife came and was like, you know what? We could retire early, but we have to crank up the savings big time, like half of your income. How do you think you would react? What would it take for you to make that leap? Now, on the other side, how would you get your spouse on board with this ambitious plan? For Jamila, it was about listening and understanding where his hesitation was coming from. He didn't jump in right away because I think for him, he at the time was only contributing, I would say, maybe like I forgot the exact number, but let's say it was only like four or five percent of his income to his for a 3B plan. And so when I came home with the bright idea that we should need to max, we need to max out everything. We need to max out my 401k. We need to max out your 403B and we need to open up a 457 and max that out too. For him, he, he, I think he was just like, like what, like, what is that? Like, what does that mean? Because the mind shift was that like his whole check would probably like be cut in half now if we were to do that. So even though everything kind of comes into the same pot, I think for him, it was part of his like identity that like, wow, my check used to be this much and now it's not even half of that. And so I think for him, that was kind of like a, a shock to, for me to even mention this. Once she understood that, it became easier to figure out a system that worked for both of them. Last year, the two of them were able to save and invest $80,000. That was incredible, but it took work and yes, some compromises. Took it slow. We didn't just jump from, you know, contributing his 4% to 50%. We, I told him, you know, let's, let's think about it. Like we can do maybe a few percentages a month. And we started doing that. And then one, one month he just said, you know what, let's just do it. Let's just, you can, <laughs> you can adjust it so that it's the maximum. Even though she takes the lead with the numbers, Jamila and Woody have regular talks about their finances. We have informal check-ins. So when I first came to him with um, this idea, I had my spreadsheets. I said, you know, we were going to have monthly meetings and monthly budget meetings. And I had like all these grand plans. And the reality was we just weren't, we with life, with the, we just weren't able to keep up with it. 
so now what happens so instead of having like a formal you know the third sunday of every month of sitting down and we don't like do that um maybe one day we will if we can get it together but what what we do right now is i typically will um create the budget we both have Y and A B, so he has it on his phone. I have it on mine. Like I update him. I'll say, you know, hey, check out the budget, you know, next time because maybe this is running a little low. Or I'll say, okay, I just did the new budget. You should look at it. It's like Friday night because that's what parents do on Friday nights now instead of going out <laughs> budget stuff. So I might be working on the budget. He might be watching TV, and I'll be like, oh, come on, you know, we need to just like talk about this or what do we want to do next month, and you know, might have like a little glass of wine to unwind about it. But definitely. Like I would say, the in the environment to have these conversations should definitely be comfortable and not, and you know, try not to make it tense. I would love for him to like, you know, be the co-captain with me on this, but I think realistically, what happens with couples because I people ask me all the time, it's like it's never perfect and it's not going to be perfect, and you have to be patient with the process. And so I'm just happy that he believes in my vision and he understands and trusts me enough to like follow my plan (laughs) so I try not to be too over you know I try not to push it too hard in terms of oh well we need to sit down and do this and do that I, I, I try to make it more casual so how about you have you two set up your next money date there's still plenty of time left in the year to have some big wins so go ahead pick a day on the calendar and have some fun talking about money Special thanks to Jamila for being a part of the show. You can hear more of their story and their journey towards financial independence at journeytolaunch.com. She also has a fantastic podcast you should check out. As always, I'll have all the info and details in the show notes. I've also included all the links and resources so you too can get started working together on your finances. Just head over to couplemoney.com. And if you're ready to give your marriage and bank account a boost, please pick up Jumpstart Your Marriage and Money course. Jumpstart focuses on the big wins. Get lifetime access to a four-week course that will help you stop fighting about money, create a budget you both love, yes, it's possible, automate your money so you're not stressing over pennies and living paycheck to paycheck, getting rid of your debt faster, and saving for your dreams. You can pick it up at couplemoney.com slash jumpstart. I also have some big news I wanted to share with you. Couple Money is a finalist for a Plutus Award in the best family finance blog. The Plutus Awards are basically the Oscars for independent financial publishers. Couple Money won last year, which was amazing. And I am thrilled to hear we were nominated again. The category has some wonderful sites, and I'm going to include a link to all of them in the show notes. I think they're fantastic and would be helpful resources for you guys. So thank you so much for your support. If you haven't already, please get subscribed to the podcast. You'll get the latest stories and tips on building your wealth sent to you. Plus, it's free and easy. We're out there on iTunes, iHeartRadio, Overcast, Google Play, and more. Our theme song was written and performed by Gentle Regime. Additional music by Lee Rosevere and music for makers. I hope you have a wonderful week. If there's a topic or question you want to hear covered on the show, just reach out to me. I'd love to be able to help you out. Take care.